on behalf of the Kehillah, the Eil Tafshin on behalf of the Tzibur, which, uh, because I was probably the closest and nearest, that I did whenever we had an Eil Tafshin. My friends, that was the words that Rav Mung used whenever he started the Drosha. And it was taken for granted, my friends, is that how he felt towards the Tzibur. He probably was one of the earliest Rabbonim in Golden Street, not the first. I think Rav Kager, Rav Gershom's grandfather was before, but he was one of the first Rabbonim who came to London and to northwest London. And he had his profound influence not only on this Tzibur, but the wider Tzibur. The Rabuchon Halpen, who you all remember, who was Nifta not that many years ago, who was from the Caves of said many times that his Hanhoga of Rabbonus, however different they were, and from different Chinuch, different Hashkofas, Rabuchon Halpen said his Hadrocha in Rabbonus he got from Rabmunk. And both in Halocha, but even in Hadrocha, he said many times that he got it from Rav Mook. He appreciated that Rav Mook was a madrich he had an hogger. Rav Mook, you probably know, was the son of Rav Ezra Mook, one of the Gdoyle Rabbonim in Germany. Rav Ezra Mook was very, very close with the Gdoyle Israel, particularly Rav Chaim Oizer, and Rav Chaim Oizer, there are lots of letters. I have a Lots of letters in there's a paper of letters of Chaim Oizer. Many letters are addressed between Rav Chaim Oizer and Rav Ezra Munch in Yonishrita, pre war, the problems. And so Rav Munch grew up in a house of Rabbonim, of Rabbonus, and he, it was part of him when he came here, even as a very young man. Hagam, that um, although he had different hashkafas to Rebbe Khanen. There was a case once they wanted to make a, a school together. I'm not sure what it was. I thought it was a high school, sometimes it was a primary school. And they were talking together how we'll make this school. And they talked about And Rabbi Munch said, I don't understand. By uns, das ist alles Kaudisch. That Rav Mung's hashkofer, that the Limudei Chol was not Limudei Kodesh Limudei Chol. By us, that is Alz Kaudish. Rav appreciated it. One of the sons told me that, that nevertheless, Rav Chonon said, "Is that correct?" But he says, if you learn before davening, you have to say Birchas If you do mathematics before davening, you don't say Birchas <laughs> Rabbi Munk was a tremendous Balmidas. Shoima people the Shoima. I don't think Rabbi Munk ever regretted a word he said. And he was very, very careful. And he was absolutely loud. He was very careful what he said. And he thought, probably many times, but nevertheless, and he was very, very quiet but he had a resolve of iron. After they, they were, he went to a bal boss in the shul, 
a cow. You know, by, 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 in, in the shul, the highlight of Yom Tov is Bechas Kawanim, you know? And the Kohenim used to, re- actually, re- some of the Kohenim used to actually rehearse before. And, the, you know, there's a different nigun for every Yom Tov, and for, when you've got, um, you've got the Mesim nigun, I happen to know this for some reason, but, Rabbi Munk went up to one Kohen who was leading the Kohenim, and he said, I'm sorry, Mr. So-and-so, I can't allow you to do this Yontov. This Yontov, this Kohen was devastated. What? He's been looking forward to this, to do on Yontov. Rabbi Munk said, I, you can't do before Yontov. For this man, it was probably something like, like something like, like he, Rabbi Munk said to him, I'm sorry, I heard from the doctor that your bris is not good, you'll have to, you're not a yid. Not ha- I, why not? Because you've got a machlaukes with Mr. So-and-so, and we say in Birchas Kohenim, Havoyeks Amo Yisrael, Ba'avo, if it's not Ba'avo, you can't do it. Unless you make Sholem with Mr. So-and-so, I can't allow you to do it in this uh, The man remonstrated, Shumor, if Rabbi Munk said this, you couldn't sway him. Never, and since I know that this man in later years Duchund, uh, obviously it, it was quite, it's clear to me that he actually made Sholem in that way, that this, the, between those two people who were absolutely impeccably uh, not close to at all, each other at all. Mitzat Shaini, Rabbi Munch once was sitting in a meeting and somebody actually criticized him, but not in a very nice way, using very strong language. And Rabbi Munch sat there without batting an an eyelid. The man asked him, why don't you uh, respond? Why don't you react? You're sitting there. So Rabbi Munch, you know he used to often um, communicate with little cards, with little messages. He wrote in a card. We say three times a day in Shmauna Esra, Melancholai Nafsidoim, Nafsika Offer, the Choyotiye. That's what he wrote to him. Rabbi Munk, Toychoy Kabara, we say Shmauna Esra. Rabbi Munk lived Shmauna Esra. He lived the Shmauna Esra. He heard Melancholai Nafsidoim, Nafsika Offer Choyotiye. He wouldn't respond. The Anivus, the Shvedus Hanefesh, which he had, at the same time as the Takifus, the one was a complementary to the other. You should know that Rabbi Munch also was once thinking in the 50s <coughs> of going to Eretz Royal to live in Eretz Royal. He had a lot of family there, actually took a sabbatical. And what did he do? He had a very, he had a tremendous mevucha. He, uh, uh, he had a, a very big uh, contradiction, uh, doubt. Should I go? What did he do? He went to the Chazan Ish. We did, you think that Rabbi Munk, he appreciated the Chazan Ish. He knew who the Chazan Ish was. He went to the Chazan Ish for Shoah Eitzah. Kanire, the Chazan Ish told him, you're needed in London. And he carried on. He, pre-war, First of all, who was his, who, one of his, who were his rebels? I don't know if you know any of his rebels. 
his main Rebbe, he learned in the Rabbina Seminar in Berlin. The Rabbina Seminar in Berlin produced Gedolim and Sadikim, clients from Nuremberg and other Gedolim in Ashkenaz were the product of the Rabbina Seminar. His main Rebbe in this Rabbina Seminar was Rabbi Avram Elio Kaplan. Avram Elio ben Avram Elio. His father had died in uh, swimming on an Arab Shabbos before he was born. That's why he's Avram Elio ben Avram Elio. Avram Elio Kaplan was a Slobodka Talmud, a Gorn Otsum. There is a, there, he started writing a, an ex- encyclopedia on Shas. And he was, he was in, I think, by oil space, and he was nifter while writing as a very, very young man. He's a godel in Machshova. If any of you want to see his safe, he's got a wonderful safer, but it's Machshova, it's in Loshna Kurdish, unless it's not an easy Loshna Kurdish. Ikvos Hayiro. And Rav Munk was a Talmud of the Ikvos Hayiro of the Abu Kavna. He also was conscripted in the uh, German army, and he was billeted in Latvia. He spent a Pesach with the Oyer Sameach. And he, I heard from him once or twice talking about the Oyer Sameach, how, what an indelible impression it left on him, that Pesach by the Oyer Sameach. And in fact, the Mesha Chochmo was his safer. He, he used the Mesha Chochmo so often and the Meshachachma, the Ursa Meach, left an unbelievable impact on him. Also, his, one of his, he had great admiration in London for Rav Bramsky. And there was a Yedidus between them, there was a Kesha. And he, I went to visit, when I remember once went with my wife to visit him in Yerushalayim. It must have been in the early, I, I suppose it was in the early 70s. And he said to me then that Rav Abramsky told him that in all his years that his was, he passed in London, he always passed correctly. And that for Rav Munch was a shtemple, that was a haskoma. And he said this after he'd given up the Rabbans, he told me Rav Abramsky was masking to all my pesokim in London. He had, a, he had the... Uh, for the Gdoli Yisrael, and for him, the Kabbalah of Rav Abramsky was unbelievably important. He also, when he was a Rav in London, he, things changed. You, none of you remember the old shul, what it looked like. It was totally, Balabatim, it's a different world. Uh, Rav Greenberg doesn't ha- hasn't met, uh, never had this chus to make some of his big yakuta yakas who came, uh, really, gestarke yakas. One, I, I just give an example. One of my, why, there was a young man who came back to Yeshiva in, here in the, in the old shul and shuffled quite well. A bal boss went up to him, to the father, and he offered to pay doctor's bills to comp- to uh, cure his son's compulsive shaking. <laughs> this was the sort of... So the, the, the shoe has somewhat slightly changed. I mean, also, Rabbi Munk, when my late uncle, who was a very hosh for his, Fredel Bamberger, got married, he put a talus on his head, 
Rabbi Munk, this for, for Rabbi Munk was something new. He went up to Fredel Bamberg and he said, I see you want to become the rabbiner here. <laughs> I think one of the most wonderful memories I have, which not my have, but I heard, well, I, I, some of you may know this, is that the, when Rav Feldman was Maspid Rabbi Munk, I remember the Hesper clearly. It was a Moiradika Hesper. And he told this Meiser, I was sitting with Rabbi Munk, and we were discussing the Vorem Ha'onim very important things. And the telephone rang, and Rabbi Munk went, excuse me, and he went to answer the phone. And he said, hello, he started speaking, and I heard him speaking, and I went, you're speaking to a woman. And then he carried on talking, inconsequential in your name. And I thought, what's he doing here? Are we talking about important things? And here Rabbi Munk is rabbiting on. What's going on? He carried, Rabbi Munk carried on, and after a time put the phone down, came back to the table and said, that was Mrs. So-and-so. Mrs. So-and-so is an almona. What's the shoyrish of the word almona? Ilaim. Dumb. Somebody who can't speak. Almona is Milosh and Ilaim. Somebody who, an almona, she, she has got nobody to speak to. That's why she's called almona Milosh and Ilaim. The biggest chesed you can do with an almona is to speak to her and let her speak. Rabbi Feldman got his godless so he could say this, not the shvacha, but the shvacha of Rabbi Munk, that was, he said, even the day to day, we were talking to Rabbi Munk, when he came to the Salmona, she was Almona, he gave her all the time, and then finished and came back to the table. Rabbi Munk never retired. I remember that the, the, when he decided to go to Israel, he sent a letter that he's got a call to Eretz Israel, and he's going to Eretz Israel to fulfill a call. So he did not as a retirement, but as a call. And Eretz Israel, he was actually very, very busy in Chinuch for the, all the rest of his life. Till the end, the end of his life, he was uh, concerned with Chinuch. The Emerson says, I could carry on for an hour without repetition, deviation, hesitation. But uh, my Yedidi Chavivi, Ravavon, uh, has come to say, uh, not devorim. So let me then now finish off the last Mishnah in Utsin. The Rebbeinu Shalom is going to be give a nachalo, inheritance to each tzaddik of 310 And yesh, forgive my, those who love me, yesh, which means 310. The keli, which contains all the brachas together, which brings all the brachas together, is Sholem. Shinema Adonai Oiz, Lamo Yitain, Adonai Yavorech, Esamoi Vasholem. Adonai Loch, Seyda Tarus, Roshish Yisitre Mitra, Maseches Uchzin, 
و هر و شیش و سیدری مشت و هر دخلان در دخلان